The good news is, no one trespasses onto his estate, and there are only two homes nearby. A stranger would be noticed. Mia opened the box of books, including a few her friends had given her to read while she hid. Who knew it would turn out to be their last girl's night out? She had promised someday she would seek them out, maybe like a phantom, masked and cloaked. The marshal winked at her. So, any good books? Mia blushed and closed the box. She had packed the erotica books her friends had gifted her underneath her technical books, but accidentally opened the bottom and the entire set of Fifty Shades of Grey trilogy and a few erotica books with explicit covers blatantly stood out. The type of books she never read. Mostly boring stuff. I downloaded all the classics on my tablet, which I plan to read at leisure. Rawlings peered out the kitchen window. You are only ten minutes from Ashford Town Center. Down the hill is one mom-and-pop grocery store, but you'll see, they carry just about everything. We'll make a stop tomorrow before I leave. The Witness Protection Program had moved her from New York to Dallas, Texas, but the Rooks brothers had found her. Again, she changed her identity. This time, she used her nickname Grammy had given her when she was a child. The feds promised nobody would find her in Wolf Woods, near Ashford, Washington, in the Cascades. A two-hour drive to Seattle, but remote. Mia sipped her coffee. What do you know of my nearest neighbor? Rawlings opened her tablet. Seventy-five years young, Mrs. Ellen Johnson. By the looks of her chicken coop, you might be set for fresh eggs. She'll be dying of curiosity as to why a 26-year-old is living the life of a hermit. Especially since she was not into mountaineering or a big fan of alpine conditions. Didn't small airplanes disappear in these mountains? That was the point. The bad guys would never find her. Don't worry. You might someday return to a big city. Just tell her you want some privacy. Leave it at that. Actually, I love the country, but maybe someday I can live closer to a university town. The memory stick you gave us should close their business. If they so much as twitch, we've got them. Mia stared at her coffee. She had lost confidence in the FBI putting them all away. What about the billionaire? Why would he live out here of all places? Not sure. According to the papers, he's a very private person. Works in the dog training industry. Must be a hobby, because the Wolf Estate is worth billions. The family arrived from Europe to California during the gold rush. Found gold, moved to Alaska, then found more gold, and then silver, oil wells. Talk about lucky. And now he trains dogs. She imagined he was some eccentric dog-loving geek. Maybe even hoarded dogs. Grammy had done that with cats before she was moved to a home. The marshal poured herself a second cup of coffee. Mr. Wolf is a dog training consultant for the government. From what I've read, his company trains bomb-sniffing dogs, search and rescue, and military canines. Hmm, that's kind of cool. She smiled and shook her head. The name Wolf really fits. Brenda's phone buzzed. Yes, sir. No problem. I'll stay in a hotel and then leave tomorrow afternoon. She's all set. Mia bit her lip. Tomorrow, her assigned marshal would leave for good, just like that. Now all she had to do was start on page one of her new identity. It would have been much easier if she had amnesia before starting all over again. She could deal with not seeing her friends until things became safer, but Grammy didn't have much time left. Dominic pulled up to Ellen's house and gave Teddy a scolding glare. You behave for your mom. The one-year-old Australian shepherd lowered his head, whimpered, and wagged his stubby tail. Dominic got out and opened the passenger door. 
Teddy waited for permission and then leapt out, turned, and sat. Not the dog he'd picked up four days ago. The dog that had dug up Ellen's vegetable garden, chased her chickens, and tore her furniture. The dog he returned was an absolute submissive. An easy task for the alpha wolf nicknamed the Big Bad Wolf, in charge of disciplining disobedient dangerous werewolves from various packs throughout the Northern Territory. Dominic walked up to Ellen's porch and adjusted the skewed bell. He glanced at the neighbor's cottage and did a double-take. A green Subaru was parked in the driveway. Hmm, new renter? He sniffed the air, female, young, in her twenties. Sweet fresh blossoms mixed with berries and honeydew melon. Her intoxicating fragrance rocked his world. Human, but nonetheless better than any she-wolf, or even better than fresh venison. Pray for his ravenous desires. Trouble. Casual sex with human females.